All right. See some folks have made their way, way in. Welcome back to Colin Shots. This is Seth Parton now. Uh, as uh, the title of the episode suggests, uh, this is, at least for now, the final episode of Colin Shots. Um, uh, my contract with Colin is coming to an end. I, I, I want to thank them. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. I think this is a, about the 157th episode I've done in just about a year. And I've got to talk to a lot of really interesting people and, and, uh, hear from, from um, interesting things from many of you. So uh, thanks for that. And hopefully uh, folks who have enjoyed this, follow me to uh, other platforms. Uh, Nerder, she wrote on the end, uh, the athletic NBA show and also doing uh, playback streams with and without my podcast buddy, Mo DeKeel. Anyway, uh, that out of the way, um, wanted to chat a little bit, give, give some wrap up thoughts on this week's trade deadline. Of course, happy to take questions from folks who are in the audience, either, shoot uh shoot one in the chat or come up on stage um but i wanted to just talk through you know some of the trades i think the the only place to start with is the nets in general um it's fun for people to want to tear them down because it didn't ultimately work and that's fine but at the same time how often do we you know berate teams for not quote unquote, going for it, for not pushing their chips in, for not being aggressive enough when they have a team that might be good enough to win. Um, if there's nothing else you can say about Brooklyn, it's that they went for it. Uh, you may not have agreed with all their moves. I certainly didn't. Um, I think that um, if you want to get back to the original sin, if you will, of the of kind of the super team era. It was the, what, the, what the sure will sign your buddy Deandre to four years and make sure he's the starter. Um, almost what that signaled about how, how the franchise would be run considering the, the, how they made themselves attractive to star players was I mean, being in New York helps, but also they were a, you know, hardworking, good vibes, good culture, um, you know, gritty, gutty, all those, all those fun things that we say about under talented teams that, that do well, well coached. Um, it's sort of they, instead of marrying that to superstar talent, they replace that with superstar talent. Now you'd prefer the superstar talent, but even better is both. Um, so that was, I mean, that that sort of signaled, I think, a little bit about how you know that the they would go about decision making for the next couple of years, and then you know the next year firing Kenny Atkinson in large part because he wanted to play the superior Jared Allen. To DeAndre Jordan, um, there, obviously there was some enabling of, of, of uh, you know Kyrie Irving's whims, as you know we've seen. Don't need to go deep into that anymore. But anyway, all this is to say that they that you know they made some mistakes, but you know lots of teams make mistakes, but they went for it. Um, you know they they saw the opportunity to get those two players. They got them. They decided they needed a third star to go with them, and they went and got James Harden. And they were the best team in the league when they were in that brief period where they were all three healthy that year. Um, they, I think they blitzed through the first round of the playoffs that year. And I think if, if Harden in particular stays healthy, I think that they, uh, they had a sizable advantage on the field uh, to win the championship from, you know, from the, you know, <laughs> it, until the until about eight seconds into the Bucks series, they were they were you know more than the odds on they were that they were, I would say probably majority favorites to win the title that year. Um, 
So in any event, they, they, they took a swing. It didn't work out for reasons that have been well-documented. And now pivoting and coming out the other side, um, considering that the, how much they expended to put this team together, um, the fact that it's not a smoking ruin of a franchise, that they have, you know, they have good players, a fair amount of future draft capital, um, reasonably clean books, aside from the Ben Simmons contract, which is fair enough, pretty big aside. But um, when we're evaluating how they did, I think they deserve some, you know, macro credit, even if uh, uh, for both being aggressive and for execution, even if there were some some internal execution things that we would quibble with. Um, so that out of the way, um, you know, what does what do the trades mean more for the Western Conference since both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant ended up in the West? Um, if you've heard me talk about this at all since the trade, I think that the, the I mean, the, the undoubtedly both teams are better. Well, I will say that. Undoubtedly, the Suns are better now than they were before. I think the Mavs are better. I'm not. I'm not quite as sure that the Mavs are better, uh, but we'll get to that. Suns are undoubtedly better. They were probably had a how be, seeing how this season has gone, they probably had a sub one percent chance of winning the title this year, and I think they've they've bolstered that considerably. I don't think that they should be viewed as the odds on favorite. If you told me that you had them as the most likely team to come out of the West right now, uh, but that Denver and Memphis in particular were close, I wouldn't argue too much with that. If it was, you know, if we were just like, well, you know, they have a, a 33% chance in Denver and, and Memphis both have 28%. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't quit with that. It's it's, I, I agree that those three teams are somewhat close um, at least on paper. As of right now, I, I do think that um, for a team that doesn't know who their fifth starter is doesn't know what their closing lineup might look like doesn't won't have a lot of optionality in the way they play because they have you know basically four good players and one of them's a center and one of them's a small point guard so they're they are they're, they're to some degree they have less tactical flexibility uh, and data pusher yeah absolutely I'll take uh, I'll take callers today. I'm 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 monologuing, but because uh, like, I don't have a guest. But if people want to jump in, please do. Um, anytime. Uh, I imagine, given your avatar, you want to you want to quibble with my uh, my thoughts on the Mavericks. So uh, come on up and and Carlo, uh, what, what can I tell you? Hi, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Uh, sorry for my accent. Uh, I'm Italian, so maybe not the best. Look, uh, I think Great. you can manage. Uh, I, let, let me preface by saying this. I think that our happy days as Mavs fans are, are numbered. But uh, the teams feel really different with Kerry. And it's not like I believe that uh, suddenly he will have a uh, uh, take of conscience. I don't know how to say what I mean in, in English, but I don't think that suddenly he will fit uh, right uh, in Dallas and he will not create a problem. 
they will come. Uh, but still, like the, Ma the Mavericks are playing, are playing great. The difference is starting between uh, having Spencer and having Kerry out, and the way they are playing is an improvement like I haven't seen any other. In, in just by taking a one player trade because Keith uh, hasn't played yet. Uh, what, what do you see of uh, new? in the Dallas Mavericks right now? No, I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, and and that th 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 these are all sort of uh, fair enough. Um, the, I, I, I've, I've definitely caught part of the last two, two of the two games with, with Kyrie. And the thing that's, that stood out to me is they're actually, is they are, they're playing with a lot more pace, it seems like as well. Um, I haven't looked up the pace numbers, but just visibly there's a little more kind of get up and go to how they're playing. And that's encouraging. And, you know, I, I can certainly see why that would be more enjoyable to watch. I think that the um, the Mavs, despite, you know, I, I at this point, I, I have to confess that if there's two that among the stars in the league that I'm not always getting a huge amount of enjoyment from watching, it's it's Luka Doncic and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, just because, for the most part, if you've seen one of their games, you've kind of seen their games at this point. Now, um, the Bucks with Chris Middleton back are, are are a better watch than they were without him, uh, and and the Mavs when they have the the, the Mavs with Luca and Kyrie are going to be kind of appointment viewing for a little bit. So I, I I completely see what you're saying, and and I said this at the time of the trade is this is one that you just you you, you can't. It's gonna look amazing at times, and you know it. It it totally could work. I mean, the motivation of okay, I gotta I gotta keep it together for you know five months, and then I get paid, and then I can do whatever. I mean, that might have a way of focusing the mind on 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 things in a way we haven't really seen from Kyrie in in a while. Um, you know, I think probably the like I think probably from that standpoint, uh, the first year with the three in Brooklyn that that he got hurt in the in the Bucks series, I think, you know, maybe we'll see see that that version of him from an approach standpoint, and that's a pretty good player. Um, but we do have to take a longer view of it because um, if he's going for that big contract, doesn't necessarily mean that big contract is from the Mavs, and if it is from the Mavs. What does that look like now? Is this year going to be good enough to, to, uh, and when I say, what does that look like? Okay. What does post paid Kyrie look like on this team? I'd be a little worried about that. Um, now it's pot, like, you know, obviously you win a title this year. Who, who gives a crap? Um, but this is a trade that you have to always remember to take the long view of because when it looks good, it's going to look great. But, you, as I mean, as you yourself have said, you know the bad times are coming, and it's just and it's just that other shoe of how bad can that be, and frankly, how does it affect Luca? How does it? That's that's the, you know, that's where the real sort of tail risk of this trade is. I think now, 
I think you would you you would probably rightly say that there's always that risk of 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 you know Luca being dissatisfied if they fail to put a good team around him. But this this has a this has a chance of blowing up spectacularly in a way that um, might accelerate decision timelines, if you will. Does that all make sense? Yes. And I want to ask you uh, a different question. With the asset that the Mavs have, can you get a better player than Kyrie? No, and that's so that and that's the other part. That's the other part that's really interesting about the trade. And I, and I think I was I was I was gonna I was gonna get there. Um, but I I'll but thanks for bringing it up. Is I've been trying to figure out like how much of me sort of being kind of blah about this for the Mavs. I mean, in addition to the obvious, like okay, if you're if you're a Mavs fan, there might be guys you, you don't really feel great about cheering for. Um, and I don't want to, you know. You can feel any sort of way you want to, by the way. I, I just, I have some Mavs fan friends who are, you know, n- conflicted in that way. I, you know, it's, it's probably, you know, in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. The, the record is straight. Uh, I don't like Harry at all. The basketball product is much better. Yeah. No, I, no, that, I, it, it, that, that's all I can say. Yeah. 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 No, that's no, and that's and that you know that's uh, it's um, you know if you're a, a fan of Newcastle United, you know it's like, eh, but look at our team, and I can and, I, and so I get that, and it's 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 uh, why you know why should my enjoyment of the team that I've been loyal to be compromised by this asshole, and that's totally fair. So I don't want to, I, I um, probably have spent too much time talking about that already, but the the the. the is why I was blown at is it the trade itself or the fact that they got to the point as you're kind of, you know, underpinning your question is they didn't really have any, any more, any, I don't know, safer, any broader, any less risky kind of options to add like top talents and all the mistakes they made before to put them in a situation where a move like this, might be their best move. I, I think that that's like, it's more the, the recognition of that disappointment is probably more where my kind of dourness about this trade is than the move itself. Because you're right. I mean, you, you a first rounder and, and, you know, and, and two role players for a guy who on his day is a top 20, top 15 player, you know, um, yeah, like obviously, but there's a reason why a guy who on his day is a top 15, top 20 player is available for that. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a risk. I don't even know that it's a bad risk given where they were, but the fact that it might be a good risk almost says something, says as much as anything else. Does that make sense? Are you I'm following totally, me? I'm totally with you. Like, for me, it was a no-brainer to give 150 million to Brunson. And if you had that, you wouldn't have done this deal, probably. Maybe you did. Because, you know, it could have been. But for where the mass are right now, and unless uh, 
Josh Green uh, becomes uh, li- like Middleton or Jaden Hardy becomes uh, like Kyrie Irving, you probably, you may have your best chance at the title with Luca this year. No, and, and given, you know, it's, <laughs> it's it. someone, someone, um, I, I forget who posited this, but it was wondering like, uh, what does the Kyrie trade look like from the net, from the net side if they do the Durant deal first? Um, which is really interesting because maybe they they you know look for more future facing assets or something rather than you know prioritizing role players who can who can go now. But the equally fascinating to me is do the Mavs want to do this? if the Suns have already made that move. Because I, it, it's like they they caught up yeah, to, it, and they still have it, probably it caught up some to, to Denver and Memphis and like, with this move. Like but, but like Phoenix just, they, who who they were probably sort of on a <laughs> yeah. level with, no, it's like, yeah, they're not good enough it's this not year. Like the, the, just went so big, far past them. So I wonder, points. knowing that the West but, is still open, uh, I just, just you know, what you said before, there was that window I, between the two trades. We're I, like, all right, we're right I in this. And it's like, ah, shit, they got the better guy. So, but it's still, you're right. This still might be their best, their best chance, just because, because we're, we are in a period where a flawed team is going to win the title this year. And you know, a flawed team won the title last year. Um, like, but that's that's the that's sort of the exception rather than the rule. And you know, we're maybe a season or two or three from like the next dynasty the, rising up and the, um, like barring something medium, weird happening. I don't think that's going to be the Mavs as presently constituted. So yeah, they've got a, a, a short window or, or have got to like make a reboot. So I completely am with you that like this year, uh, maybe next year are kind of what we have to be maximizing Luca towards as even, the, even as, as young as Luca is. And Carrie as the Bullhandler where do you put <laughs> sweetness that, uh, and light? That's what I'm, I'm unguardable, right? <laughs> unguardable sets. So, you know, if it's a shootout and we have this version of Josh Green, the current version of Perry and Luka Doncic with been playing as an MVP or at that level for the whole year. I don't think that we are we are favorites, but I think it's it's a playable series. And before the trade for Kerry, you you didn't have that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, it's it, it... 
No, I think that's I think that's all fair. I think the 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 Luca Kyrie is, is there's a question of of uh, it's not it's not a question of of ability because I, I think both players have games that should mesh, and Kyrie has at times shown he can mesh, and that's I mean that's frankly part of the pace they're playing with. Um, that I've that I've I thought was good is his movement off the ball has been has been you know uh, I don't I don't know if electric's the right word but it has been notable every time you know he's he's hunting shots but he's hunting shots by using screens and moving and and doing things that that move the defense around without the ball so that's good um, so it's it's uh, it's a a question of how long that continues as you know I think. Anyone says, uh, you know, today to, to paraphrase uh, today's Kyrie might not be yesterday's Kyrie at any time, but also more, more pertinently, like, is Luca ready to play that way? I mean, he wouldn't be the first star who doesn't, who isn't quite ready to alter their game in the ways they should. I mean, James Harden, there was like one brief period before uh, the Nets started getting hurt when, when Harden was first traded there where he showed like the maximized version of himself, which was, I'm going to just be a, a, a point guard for three quarters and then I'll take over down the stretch. And that player was awesome. And he has never, he has not really before or since really played that way for is a one, like 10 game stretch. Um, so is, is Luca ready to do that yet? I, I you know, from a game standpoint, he's capable and we'll see about the other part. And you know, you you're right. He has, you know, he 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 uh, and 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 Dragic, you know, did share a backcourt pretty well. I mean, they they won your they won Eurobasket. So it's it, the, the chances are there, but for them to you know, as you say, they have a like you know, the, the expression is a puncher's chance. They either have that in the playoffs, uh, but part of maximizing that is maximizing the synergy between those two players. And so it's not just like it working, it's it, you know, combining and it being a one plus one equals three situation. And that can happen. And I don't want to, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to dismiss your optimism. Um, And, but as you say, as you, as you would say, like you probably, would you pick them in a series against any of Memphis, Phoenix or Denver right now? <laughs> I I'm I, I'm an optimist, and I will take uh, against the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, honestly, are, I don't know if it changes without Dorian. If it, it does change, obviously, you have Dorian, and instead of that, you have Kariba. The Grizzlies, and we will see that in March because we have three games with them. But the Grizzlies uh, have troubles I mean, against Luka. Their best defender is, is a super foul box, and Luka is very good at drawing fouls. Or the best perimeter than, defender is a super foul box, uh, and 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 you know, yeah, you're right. Um, if it, boy, boy, could they have used OG Ananobi? But enough, but you know, enough of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, they tried with OG, they tried with Dorian, and they tried with with uh, 
uh, Michael Bridges. And the Netflix, if, if as far as I'm aware, the Netflix made a good decision of holding back because those teams are coming stronger next year. If we see how, if it goes how we think it's going with the Suns, <laughs> the overwhelming favorites, you're going to need the great wins to stop that. <laughs> uh, when Durant gets uh, injured in the in the first year with the big three, the 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 Nets had an unbelievable unbelievable run with uh, with Kyrie and Darden, and I think that Doncic yep. is better than that Harden. So. Yeah. No, and, and I and I think see, I think that's I think you're justified. I, I'm in, optimist in, about in, the basketball that. side. Think, other know, than that, I no, like to think but... of these and 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 uh, if anyone else wants uh, wants to chat about, uh, Car- I'm not I'm not kicking you off, Carlo, because this is a good conversation. But uh, no, <clears throat> this is kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit today in, in broad terms was, um, and I'm certainly guilty of this. Um, and, you know, this is a different thing I'm guilty of, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, who's listening, kind of berates me for saying players are bad, things like that. But I think that we, um, when we, we are probably a little fuzzy in language, we say, oh, this is a, this trade's a win, this trade's a loss, this is good, this is bad. Um, <clears throat> it's a bet. And, you know, if you're looking at the, the distribution of outcomes for the Mavericks, and if you're trying to win a title, you're really only caring about like the chances that your outcome is, is in that certain kind of high end. That's that, that distribution is much thicker for, for the Mavericks today than it was, I guess a week ago. That happened a week ago. It happened Sunday. I, I guess we'll call it a week ago. It's, yeah. It was, it was, uh, no, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Sunday here because I was just having uh, a nice Sunday. Sunday and then, oh, uh, whoops. So maybe it was <laughs> to Twitter. In, in <laughs> Let's ride. Um, but yeah. Um, no, so, so, so if, you're, if that's the part you're focusing on, you're absolutely right. But that's, that's thicker. Your, your championship equity this year and, you know, is, is much more. And, you know, counterbalancing that with the kind of the left tail, the, it all goes to shit. Lucas says, "Fuck this! I'm out." Like that part's thicker too. So it's it's you're you're you're, you're sort of balancing those, and you know, as an as an optimist, I see why you would you would focus on one, not the other. Uh, Carlo, th- uh, I'm gonna get to Abdul Rahman now. So um, so, uh, so thanks a lot for the questions. Uh, great questions. Appreciate you you coming on and and chatting. Abdul Rahman, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm you know I'm a little little, little bittersweet that this is the last one of these, but uh, Great. I'm glad a lot of the regulars here have come start to hang hang out on playback. So appreciate that. But it is this format does give a little something, and I'm you know a little sad. But other than that, I'm, I'm good. I mean, so, it's it's. Uh, 
what's your experience about I, I wonder uh, this if we, it's sort of if uh I wonder how much of the action we saw doesn't happen if Kyrie doesn't you know ask for a trade basically I just wonder how much of of kind of the stuff we saw I frankly if if without the Nets trades I wonder if we see the deadline as having been actually that wild cuz I mean, the only other like it's the the only other major moves were were the Wiseman trade, and that's you know that's certainly becoming more major after the fact with whatever. Um, I I think it's still going to go through. I you know I think it's it's you know there um, <laughs> the, the move was as much about you know not having James Wiseman on the team next year as anything else, and so. You know, regardless of 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 how this shakes out, and I I think it's ultimately going to end up being a nothing. Um, but that that was one. And then obviously, like the point guard swaps of uh, you know the musical chairs between you know Westbrook, D'Lo, and and Conley. Um, yeah. So. I you know I um always like uh, those uh, It was certainly in in the moment it was uh it was uh it was it was enjoyable for sure. There was a little it was a little scary on Wednesday when uh, Twitter went down. <laughs> it's like oh no oh no. How can how can we operate this? Is like is is you know our Woj and Shams going to have do like dueling <laughs> dueling uh uh you know uh Spotify green rooms or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you what do you think? <laughs> Twitter is uh, Oh no, uh, I mean about the about not about the deadline. Like, I don't you, know uh, because uh, all, all my news are basically Twitter or just uh... Oh, I that the deal trade I say it when I slept to when I I am in the morning and I go to the uh, yeah. one of the, my classes and just look at it and just chop. <laughs> I so for me it's more about uh, from your no, standpoint. Um, there's the trade, the, so. I am. You know, if if uh, if Kyrie Irving is the player that I would least like on my team, if I'm trying to win a championship, uh, second place is D'Angelo Russell. So, um, and third place might have been Russell Westbrook. So it's 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 <laughs> um it's, so I I think that I I think that um there are gonna <laughs> he won't he won't frustrate you in the same way. That uh, that 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 Russ did, but you're gonna find out find some very frustrating tendencies of 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 Russell. Just you know, this is probably gonna you know be uh be be uh create some salience bias for you, but just watch out for the number of kind of lazy one hand bounce pass off the dribble he throws at the top of the floor that go for pick sixes the other way. It's it is a, a supposedly good passer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, Westbrook yeah. has 
<laughs> but Westbrook has the same, so uh, <laughs> getting used of this a bit. But uh, the well, Westbrook, good news is that Jeremy uh, Grant's backboard back goes out of bounds enough that he can actually get back on defense. Taking, I can't stand that anymore. It was one of my uh, one of my one of my first coaches used to used to like you know <laughs> holler out in practice if someone threw like a really stupid pass just like throw that if you're gonna throw that throw it up in the stands at least we can get back on defense it's like yeah that's a good point um, and so if you're gonna miss miss it real bad so they can't uh, so they're disorganized when they when they finally when they finally locate the ball so they they can't fast break as much but yeah no I think uh, in in seriousness the Lakers obviously got better. Um, just, you know, from a sheer, you know, volume of non-terrible players on the floor. I mean, I, you know, I think that, again, I think that you'll, you will see some of the warts with, uh, with Jared Vanderbilt. Um, Malik Beasley is, (laughs) um, Malik Beasley obviously is a shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't like him. Sorry, go ahead. So (laughs) he's... He's. I mean, yeah. there are some things like he's. A, he's actually. A I think Vanderbilt uh, well, is just he's a six eight uh, winning. Pretty good, but um, but is I don't think he's as good defensively as kind of the the the, the reputation. He's the. Uh, you've probably heard me talk about you know guy guy being overrated because he's a visible efforter, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know that's you know if if you were in the right spot you wouldn't have to be running so fast all the time but yeah Hustle uh, if you if you heard the uh, the show I did with Sarah Todd probably about two weeks ago um, I thought she had some really interesting thoughts on both both Beasley and Vanderbilt but no but it, 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 like you know aside from pointing out they're not perfect players you didn't really give up much and you you definitely you know. Uh, got your team better. So, do I think that it puts them in any sort of like contention status? I don't know. Do you? Oh, jumped jumped off the stage. But uh, you can put it in chat if you think. But do you think that? Uh, I mean, do you think the Lakers are uh, are a? Uh, 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 a title contender now, like what, what percentage would you, I mean, it, percentages, who knows? Oh, thanks, Charlie. Uh, thanks for swinging by. I appreciate it. Appreciate all your, all your chance. If you had a, uh, if you have a chance to listen to it, uh, I, I had Charlie uh, co-host with me on earlier this week and uh, he grilled me and had some, had some pretty good questions. So, um, so that was fun. So take a listen to that if you haven't. Um, yeah, no, Abdul Rahman is saying that that yeah, they're maybe not contenders now, but more fun to watch. That's, yeah, that's cool. That's 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 uh, that's certainly that's certainly valuable. Like as a fan, like yeah, I I, I can I can get behind. Well, at least the rest of the season is going to be going to be a lot more fun to experience. That's not nothing, is it? Yeah. Also, when you face uh, a lot of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo uh, being washed and lots of players. Yeah. 
uh, you just no, don't right. you don't own champions. Um, just I don't know what else is there. Anything? Were you? Uh, what else about the trade deadline stuck out to you? I mean, I um, I do you think that that Bamba to uh, from to going from Bryant to Bamba is is a, is a step up in in those minutes? I mean, just I mean, consider who they are playing at yeah, backup for center. Sure. Bryant is horrendous it's... defender. I don't know why Denver want him. Yeah, 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 and they don't, and they don't seem to trust Zignaggi at all you, yet. Yeah, the backup, um, so or the forward at all periods. So yeah, I mean that's, that's another. If you can make center. take those minutes from a minus four to a minus two and a half, you still. You know, you still made improvements. Um, I, you know, I, I know that they that their best lineups are with AD at center, but just in terms of keeping him healthy, like, yeah, Bryant's a terrible defender, but you play him at the five with AD at the four, and that kind of makes up for some of that, doesn't it? And yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, you know. Bomba can do some things, but yeah, but um, uh, we don't have. You no, know, if you need to, if you need to get uh, need to Austin up. Rivers heated and get himself kicked out of a game, you certainly have the right guy. But <laughs> yeah, no, they got they they got better, and they'll they'll be more enjoyable. And you know, it's it's uh, like Beasley's going to have a game where he's going to have a game where he hits eight threes and. Um, Laker Nation will see, will see will will go crazy, and then in uh, you know in in ten days they'll be ready to get rid of him like they're ready to get rid of Lonnie Walker right now. So you know it's but the underlying point though is is right, and this is this is sort of um, alongside what I was saying earlier about about um, you know viewing these trades as bets is not everyone ha- not every trade has to be viewed through the lens of championship contenderness or building towards championship contenderness. Like, you know, what you're saying about the season being the rest of the season, just being like fun and competitive and compelling and, you know, maybe getting to the, 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 the plan or playoffs, like those things certainly from a, a fan standpoint have value. And to the extent we, and to the extent we poo poo that is why, you know, it's just one more way that we're saying that the regular season doesn't matter and no one should pay attention to it. And, that's bad because, <laughs> you know, if, if no one pays attention to the regular season, then, then what the hell am I going to do? Um, <laughs> so let, let's, let's, let's give reasons to pay attention to that. So I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I am thinking about the old, the old, the old, boosting defensive center. Uh, for, in Oklahoma City, like Nick Collison was always like this, this plus, this, this plus minus darling, and it's like I was just wondering how much, how much of a bump he was getting for, <laughs> just for not being Kendrick Perkins. And you, you're saying that that Denver's doing that a little. I mean, you know. I have I have I have basically accused Atlanta of of kind of juicing uh, 
uh, of juicing Trey's kind of on-off stats by just never having good backup point guards before this year. So, um, <laughs> also so, playing yeah. him with uh, um, the fireball. I mean, uh, anything else you got, or uh, or or uh, uh, Carlo has a Carlo has a, a a good trade in in chat that that I think is worth talking about. No, thanks, and and you know, the, you you and Charlie have kind of been the uh, some of the most consistent uh, folks and, and questioners on the show, and I really appreciate you know, it. Thanks, so, uh, thank you for uh, your your contributions. Um, so Carlo is asking in the, in the, in the chat, uh, I don't understand. He says, I don't, I didn't understand Toronto regarding the deadline. Uh, Thanks, too. So a hint to me is that Brooklyn didn't end up trading any of the wings they got again. And their guys weren't nearly on the level of OG Ananobi. But if there wasn't a trade that could get you, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith or something like that, or uh, or or Cam Johnson or, or or someone you know pretty good, then that suggests to me that there just wasn't there, there wasn't the deal out there for you know at a, at a top price for OG Ananobi. and um, rightly or wrongly, I think that we can say based on on past history, Messiah Jerry is one of the most willing to uh figure it out later um not like okay well i didn't make a deal at this deadline would have been nice if i did but i didn't well make a i'll make a good deal next off season it'll be fine um it, it's not he's not always right but he's sort of i think that in general nba teams operate in too much fear of that unknown future and so if he's erring the other way i support that and it makes him it makes him unusual so um no, I think he was gonna. He was going to have like. Basically, he was going to have. He was going to have to get a deal that says no. Yes, that's a good deal for me. Not, is this a good deal for me? And I, I, you know, not have to, not really have to consider whether it was or wasn't because it obviously was. And, you know, his track record suggests that's not a terrible way to operate. Um, like this team wasn't going to win the title this year anyway. Um, there's probably pieces of a title winning team around there. So a little bit, why rush? I am surprised that like a deal didn't materialize for Fred Van Vliet. Um, but again, you know, a trade didn't materialize for Kyle Lowry is his, his, his last year there. And they, you know, still got, you know, still got, you know, precious to chew out of, out of, out of that. So it's not like they got nothing by taking that into the off season. So, you know, um, for a guy, I mean, you know, he's also been in the job long enough and knows he's going to be in the job as long as he wants it. So there is some value in like, no, seriously, when I say this is the, this is my line and I'm not, I'm not deviating from that. Even if the guy is a free agent, I mean, he now has a pretty strong track record of, of that being the case. Normally I think like that sort of hold the line stuff doesn't have a lot of value because who cares? You're not going to be there in two years, but you know, if Masai isn't there in two years, it's because he decided not to be. So there is some value in him, you know, demonstrating over and over again 
that when I say I have a line and if I don't get a deal that crosses that line, I'm not doing the deal. Um, so does that, this doesn't mean I like their deadline. This is more um, by way of explanation rather than excuse or um, yeah, justification. Um, but yeah, I mean, could they have, could they have like traded away some guys and like, gotten to the thick of like the 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 Wimbenyama mistakes yeah maybe um but I don't know um yeah two other teams yeah I mean it, that I think that depends uh, 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 Carlos is saying that the protected 24 for Pol- Pertle is the bad beat here uh and I I kind of agree but I think this is one where it's it's you know it's it that's as much about the evaluation of the player. If you think it's last year and, and before Jacques Pertle you're getting, it's fine. If it's the one we've seen this year, it's not pretty. And you know there are reasons to suspect that this year's version is not uh, not representative, and there's reasons to suspect that he's you know he's what is he twenty seven. So maybe he's started to decline or maybe the league has sort of moved away from the things that made him effective. Those are both possible. And, you know, they, I think they clearly thought one way. So we'll see. Um, That one could work out. And if it doesn't work out, it's, 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 you know, it hurts, but yeah. Yeah, no. And the, 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 um, I will be very interested in what that contract is. Uh, if, if it really is, if they really are paying him $20 million a year, ugh. can you get it done for about sixteen a year? Maybe. Is 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 someone going to be beating down Jakob Pertl's door to offer big money this summer in free agency? Especially given that he's had kind of a mediocre year and he's not going to – he's not going to get like a playoff shine in Toronto, is he? So, you know, and we'll see. And usually, and, and you know, a deal like this, yeah, no, it's like four by sixteen, that's fine. You know, especially not to build in, you know, the cap spike, but to build in the cap going up. Like, you know, that's gonna like that two years from now. That's mid level money. Now, you might say that Jakob Pertle is not good enough to even be worth mid. That's fine. That's a perfectly fair um, point to take, but I don't. I don't think it's. You know, I, even if you don't like it, you have to say it's. It how how bad can it actually be? Um, the teams that I that I sort of want to talk about are that that I didn't totally understand what they were doing are Toronto and Atlanta. I'm not Toronto. Uh, Portland and Atlanta. Um, Portland, like let's. I don't. We don't have to get into the the whatever is going to happen with the Gary Payton, uh, you know, trade and, and, and whatever Golden State is saying about like the failed physical and stuff like that. Um, we don't, we don't, at this point, I don't think we, we know enough to have any opinion really one way or another, other than it's messy and, and uh, get the popcorn. But um, yeah, I mean, you're like, again, uh, in car and Chad Carlos saying it's, it's malpractice. I mean, you know, it's it's one report 
saying things that happened and one report says things that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, but I don't like trading away Josh Hart, getting Cam Reddish, getting Kevin Knox, getting a bunch of, uh, getting a, getting a bunch of second round picks. And at the same time, it seemed like from reporting at the, uh, over the course of the deadline day that, that Lillard was unequivocally not available. I don't, that's, that's inconsistent. Like, you know, we, we were talking earlier about, uh, with, with Carlo about like Luca's window and, you know, Phoenix's window as well. Um, Dame's window is, is kind of now too. Now or very soon to now. And it doesn't really seem like they've done a lot to bolster it. Um, they, I, I'm hardly the first person to note that they're still built around two small, bad defensive guards. Um, they have a mediocre at this point and aging center and, you know, some young players on the wings, but they needed, they, if they're going to actually go for it, they need to actually go for it. It didn't seem like they did anything, uh, anything really in that regard. And yeah, maybe they set themselves up to have a go at it next summer, but you know, how many playoff runs does Dame have left? And they're just, they just kind of, you know, punted this one. Um, in Atlanta, like, I don't know, like I, Sadiq Bay is fine. Maybe they need more wings. I mean, they, you know, AJ Griffin's right there. Um, and if you're going to do that, like, how do you not, you, at the same time, they didn't, you know, they still have a log jam up front with Capella, Okongwu, and, and Collins, and they didn't sort that out. If you're bringing in more wings, uh, Bogdanovich is just kind of sitting there. Um, and then they made like a, you know, a minor savings deal. And I just, you know, obviously with the front office uh, um, turnover there, there, there's always going to be some questions about, you know, whether you're switching, you know, you're switching courses kind of mid-race. Um, but I didn't, it doesn't, I don't really see what the, the plan is there. Like trading for Sadiq Bay so you can pay him in a year when you are all, already have, you know, you know, it seems like the, the luxury tax is a line they shall not cross. So it, it, you know, and they did nothing to unburden themselves of, of some of the other, other deals, which will be a, a problem. And then a Congo is coming up soon. And um, so, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't love that. Um, uh, Carlo, you, you, uh, the folks talked about Memphis and saying they, they didn't mind them not doing anything. Yeah. I, I don't know what was out there for them. And there certainly wasn't like the, and Ananobi was the obvious player for them, but like, there's reasons to, okay, if, if Jerry was holding the line, okay, what else was out there for them? I would have liked to see them them do something. They still, their their problems are, you know, still not enough shooting. Um, probably could use, you know, some more big forward uh, help, especially after letting Kyle Anderson go, which I thought was fine to let Kyle Anderson go. Um, uh, we're, actually, Charlie and I were uh, talking about that that earlier that uh you know to build around a not top five player and we love job but he's not a top five player yet um 
those are decisions you kind of have to make to let your sort of, you know, your, if you're to not overpay just to keep your fifth through eighth guys. Um, you yeah. know, no, and, and the, the, yeah, the price for OG was, it seemed like it was steep and also like, tr- like kind of some of these trades are just going to be easier in the off season just because of roster rules. I mean, when you can have 20 players under contract at a time, instead of, uh, instead of 15, it does make it a little easier to, to do four for ones and stuff like that. Um, so, but I, you know, would have liked to seen them, them be aggressive. Um, I'm not sure Denver had a move to make. Um, I mean, they, they, they got Thomas Bryant, which fills a minor hole. That's cool. Um, they wouldn't be a bad, like, I think buyout guys are whatever. I wouldn't be, that wouldn't be a bad Danny Green spot. I mean, you know. <laughs> Not to go Dave Dufour, but uh, what what place wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a, a good Danny Green spot, right? Um, and the other team that's just it just it's, it's, frankly it's the team that that just is sad is the Bulls. Um, they didn't do anything again, and they're it, it, the reporting is currently that they are the front runner for West, Russell Westbrook. What's that do? I don't I don't like. It's okay if things don't go right, because it, it, it's hard. Building a team is hard. A lot of these decisions are 60-40, 55-45. Those go, I mean, you know, if a 60-40 decision, you're wrong 40% of the time. That's a lot. But if you don't, it doesn't, what's the plan? It doesn't seem like they have a plan. It seems like they sort of had a plan and it sort of fell apart, and now they're just kind of like, Trying to not get fired? That's that, you know. I don't support that. Like, you know, I don't want to say, like, I don't like the language of you owe it to blah, blah, blah. You owe it to the fans to do this and do that. But you, you, I'm out see, owe it to yourself to try. Like, you're in a bad spot. You still got to try. And it just, it doesn't, it seems very, like, resigned to, just hanging on by the fingernails there. And that's, that's, you know, I mean, that that's the state of that franchise. Yeah, no, they, no, they, they, Carlos is right. They, like they, they, they tried last year and, 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 you know, Lonzo's body gave out and that, but still, you knew you like you've, if, if you're, if they're honest with themselves, they've probably known for 18 months, like, or, or a year. I guess I don't. I don't remember exactly when Lonzo got hurt, but they've known Fry for about a year that like where this where they, where it was likely going with Lonzo, and they've kind of just you know, well, when Lonzo comes back, which is probably never happening, that'll fix this. Um, that's that's a hope, not a plan, and you have to you know do something. But they just like the fact that, yeah. No, you're right. It's just like there's something wrong and you can't find it. It's it, it, yeah, it's it's a problem. But and you're and you're right. They 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 miss they miss a, they miss having their point guard. But but it, the the point I'm still making is, I mean, every other team has these things happen to them too. Maybe not to this extent, and they kind of roll on without it. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like there's been much 
in the way of, of kind of trying there. All right. Carlo wants to argue with me about this. So we'll, 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 we'll take this call and we'll probably get out of here after this. And, and Carlo is going to get the, uh, the honor of being the last caller to call in shots, make it a good one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it, it, it's just, uh, let's say it's um, a bit of a probability question. I don't know. It kind of depends. I think for them, it's, it's as much as divided by just the how important the combination of him and Caruso was to them defensively. And I think that's, you know, point guard, not point guard. I don't think, I don't really think offense is, is the problem with that team. I think they can't stop anybody. And I think it's, it's, uh, yeah, they probably, they would be better offensively. They probably turn the ball over less. They'd probably play in transition a little more. And they'd probably get stops a little more often. So they could play in transition a little more. But, you know, when the other three guys are DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic, um, you're, you better be getting some great defense from your guards. And when they had, when they had Lonzo and Caruso last year, like they were getting great defense from their guards. Um, like great, like all defense level at both spots. Um, and, you know, now they don't have that. And um, and I think, you know, as good as Caruso is, you can only guard one guy. But if you can, like, have put two guys on ball hand, on ball handers, so however, however the other team decides they want to initiate offense, you can always pressure it. I think that helps. And I think losing that um, has probably hurt them more than just, like, you know, just like, as you were suggesting, taking the piece off the board would. So it ha- that has hurt them. But it, the disappointment for me is, is okay, that happens. Now what do we do? Like, okay, like, again, players get hurt and, and teams have to figure out how to pivot. Yeah, sure, but like the Bulls made uh, a very interesting, a very interesting acquisition in taking the Mar in in a sunny trade and taking Lonzo. Now they were the three main guys on the team, and maybe maybe Caruso is a close four, but it doesn't have that impact. After that, uh, Demar had his probably the, his best season, and Lavigne is bad. Like he had an injury to his knee, and they don't get what is wrong with Lonzo. Is it really? Can you put it on on the front office? that this is going as it is, as it is going. I mean, I probably would have... Yeah, no, you're... I mean... Demar higher in the summer last year. But I think to the degree that, you blame the front right. office for where they, they are now, have, it was the decision uh, that, well, we got we got to keep Zach Levine happy, so we got to trade multiple first-round picks for Nick Vucevic. Probably 
Now, I was probably like, I, frankly, I that like this is a little bit of revisionism from me because I was not as down on that trade at the time as a lot of people, and the people who are down on that trade have been proven largely right. Um, so from there, they then then they've just kind of been throwing good money after bad since then. But I mean, okay, taking that as a given, and then you bring in DeRozan and you bring in Lonzo and you bring in Caruso, and that's your team construct, and then it kind of works out the way it has. Like, no, you don't you don't really blame them for that. Like, that's that's a lot of shit happens. It's just there's like this is the second straight they've 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 done nothing, and and so it's that's the you know twenty eight teams made a move at the deadline, and one of the others one of the ones that didn't was a team that you know, didn't really have many avenues to do something and and are pretty good in Cleveland and are probably like rightfully thinking, hey, we don't need, we, it might not be worth making a big move yet because we don't really know what what this group looks like in the playoffs at all. Um, and we're good enough to think that way. So that's the one team that, didn't, that did nothing. And then the other one is this team that has clear problems and clearly needs some reorganization and some revitalization and they just didn't do anything. And that's, you know, as a, as were I a Bulls fan, I would be very, I would be disheartened. No, right. So, and I think this is where I mean, this is again. They actually have that. They don't have picks. They don't have a weird spot that teams find themselves in sometimes because I think that, from the standpoint of like the franchise, I think that was that would pretty clearly have been the best decision to try to do that. From the standpoint of the people actually executing that decision, I think doing that was like because. You know, because we there were just talking not, about like that. That will get you to the playoffs. Uh, it's sort of like everything else I did earlier was wrong. So we're undoing that now. You're going to give me some more time to fix it now? And that's, you kind of see how the, the, the incentives are, are, are misaligned there between franchise and executive. And I think there's a little bit of that going on. Um, But yeah, and, and you're right. Maybe there wasn't, you know, maybe there were, you know, the, the rumors about Levine and the Knicks like came up a bunch. So maybe they're trying and the Knicks just weren't offering anything good. It's like, yeah, we'll 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 uh we'll 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 give you Deuce McBride for Zach Levine. What do you think? Well, okay. Like that's not worth doing. But and, and you're right, it is hard. We 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 don't know what's out there, but at what was a very active deadline. Um, it's not like last year where the you're, the teams that didn't do anything, you're like, well, Alchemy didn't do anything. Well, nobody did anything because no one, because none of the teams with players to trade would take yes for an answer. Um, and this year, it seemed like um, greased by a lot of second round picks, teams were willing to deal. Um, and so that I think against that backdrop, especially, you know what I mean? Like there, we I think we we have like that there were so many moves made suggests that there were moves to be made for them and they just didn't do anything. 
You think, is that fair? No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, it trades it. Yeah. No, I don't think it is fair. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 there were, there were. Trade to right. Made. It's, They're it's, wearing it's, trade that you know, they well, should do. Might, okay, we're gonna have to get worse That's before we I'd get say. better. Might as well get on. Other than other than maybe, trading I mean, you know, out maybe uh, better De Mara or or, or Lavino yeah. or Caruso, but at that I mean, point, yeah, you are not going to get better. You are going to get worse, and uh, this is something that they will have to do because uh, because. Yeah, that's what that's 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 fair. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is a so th- Carlos. Thanks again. I think this is a great, uh, good question. I'll finish up on this one, uh, and then I will bid you a fond farewell. Uh, Abdul Rahman asks in chat, uh, from your experiences, how coaches, especially Bud. I, I, I will speak more generally. I won't speak specifically about, but deal with newcomings in the deadline, considering how stubborn they are. Um, in an organization that is functioning well, uh, the coaching staff has had a, a had a great deal of input in into pre-deadline talks. So it's um, you're generally trading for players that they have a good idea how they would use already. Uh, that's not always the case, um, but I think that's a you know, in-season trades more than off-season trades even. I think there is, you know, you do need to have that back and forth a little bit um, because, I mean, the, it's, you know, now we do have the all-star break to sort of work it out, but it's still, it, it, it is not, uh, you can, like, what's the point of, 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 you know, getting the fanciest tool that the person you're giving it to has no idea how to use? You could get me the best welding torch ever, and you might as well have gotten me like a you know a uh, you know a, a, a uh, you know a, a little lighter, a little hand lighter for for all the use I'd get out of it. Um, now I think that do our coaches too stubborn? Like should should Tibbs have have tried to do more with Cam Reddish? Yeah. Although I guess at the start of this year he was he gave gave him plenty of chances, so <laughs> so who knows? But I think that in a in a functioning organization you don't have that problem as much because I can I can tell you that you know every year I was with the Bucks like that there was a kind of a a, a deadline season uh, kind of kickoff where it would be like you know the, some front office folks and and you know, the head coach and, and a couple top assistants, like kind of, Hey, here are the guys that we think are available. Which of them, which of them do you think interest you? And that's even before you get into what, a, what a trade is or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, you know, like there were, you know, there, there were guys who were available that were, you know, from a position and or skill set standpoint, you know, didn't look like awful fits where like, Bud was just like, Nope, 
been in that business before, don't want to do it again. It's like, all right, well, that's, that's, you know, wasn't something we were like super passionate about. So we can, it's a name we can cross off the list. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's it, 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 like you're the worst spot you can be in is where you have to make the, you know, the, I always, uh, I refer to it often, but the, uh, the can't start paying you at first base, uh, 